This is episode 60 of Parenting 2.0, The Focused Mindset. Today, I'm going to talk about the subject of fear, but not just any fear. The fear that grips you when you least expect it. This kind of fear can attack your children as much as it can attack you. And I'm going to answer a question from a colleague of mine who has a son that's dealt with this exact type of fear. But before we get into that, I want to thank you for being here today. I believe when you tune into a podcast, there's something in it that you need to hear. That always happens with me. And I want you to know that you're right here, right now, at the exact moment that you need to. But I'm glad that you've tuned in. Feel free to subscribe or download so you don't miss any of the future family-oriented content that we have right here. And take a little look at our show notes. I'm going to put all of the helpful links right there below so you can get the resources and the solution-focused information that we have at thefocusedmindset.com. You've been upgraded to Parenting 2.0. New expectations requires a new mindset. The Focused Mindset. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. Raising kids is an amazing journey and things don't always turn out as planned. Still, you get to share your life with an adult in training. This podcast will help you meet every new challenge with confidence and be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, my friends. Before we read the question that I have that came in to me through email, I have to tell you about my free webinar that's coming up. I'm going to start doing free webinars periodically. And if you want to be notified first about the webinars, you got to hop on over to my website, thefocusedmindset.com. And I have a button right there on the homepage saying, get access to the webinars. If you do that, I'm always going to send you the link right to your email. But if you're listening to this right after I put it out, I have my next set of webinars happening on May 19th. I'm going to be talking about the three top challenges that kids tell me that they faced. I'm going to talk about ways to find peace in your home and have a live question and answer. If you want access to that, I am leaving a link in the show notes and you can go directly there and make sure that you don't miss this amazing webinar to launch us into the summer. I can't believe it's already summertime (laughs) very soon. Around here in Southern California, it definitely feels like summer. People are out in the pools, we're excited. And in California, things are starting to open up a little bit more. So it's been really nice to hang out with people. So what happened was I got an email recently and I was going to have a completely different subject that we talked about today. And I said, you know what? This is just too prevalent time and time again. I'm meeting up with kids and parents that are dealing with unexpected fears. So a colleague of mine wrote me this email. It says, my son had a nightmare about three weeks ago. Ever since then, his anxiety has been through the roof. I thought it would go away in a few days, but it's only gotten worse. He bursts into tears 
various times throughout the day and holds me tightly. It's shocking to me because he's always been a happy-go-lucky kid, and that's why I'm reaching out to you. I am so glad that she did. Fear is one of the number one things that kids are facing today. We might not realize it because they, many of our more resilient children or happy children haven't shown much signs of fear at all, all through the pandemic. And now, all of a sudden, things like this can happen. It's almost like a delayed reaction. Have you guys ever been in a crisis or you ever been right in the middle of a very stressful situation and you're just in survival mode? You just have to get through it and you're being your best self and you're getting through it. But then once you get home and the lights are out and you're ready for bed, it just all rolls over you and the emotion hits you and the tears begin to flow. Well, that's kind of what's happening in a lot of our kids' lives, in a lot of our lives on a much larger scale. You see, from 2020 on, we've kind of been in a different type of form of a crisis mode. It's just we were thrown for a loop. And yes, fears were in our heart, our mind, but many of us, rather than facing them, kind of pushed them back to the back burner, kind of like didn't think much about it, and just were in solution mode. We figured it out. Many of our kids remained happy. They even seemed to enjoy what they were doing online. The truth was, is things were jolted so very much that there was fear in their subconscious. You know, dreams are an indication of our subconscious. It's just a bunch of jumbled things that comes out. So when our kids particularly when my colleague's son had this very vivid dream. I found out later that this dream consisted of the family dying and just all kinds of things that uh, were very alarming. It brought all of this, all of this up to the surface. So as you can imagine, any oppressed feelings of, uh, you know, we're in, we're just getting through it and everything seems great came right to the surface. And at that point, anxiety hit like an avalanche, just like someone who had a very stressful experience and then comes home and it doesn't hit them till the nighttime. It's kind of like it all hit at once with this young man. Can you think of a situation that you've noticed your child reacting in a very unusual way, way more emotional than you feel that they should, and you wonder what is going on? Many times it's that buildup. Things have been building up for a while. They're just completely unaware, and then all of a sudden it crashes all at once. Another area that we see this quite often is in the area of grief. Grief and loss is, is dealt with in a very different type of way in a kid's mind. And I've had people come to me when their child is dealing with grief and they're very alarmed because their child doesn't seem to be reacting at all to a death in the family. That is because their mind is not ready to sort it out yet. They're kind of in a solution mode. They're just kind of figuring it out right now and saying, you know what, we're working this out. But eventually... Sometimes when you least expect it, that wave of grief falls over a child and it comes out in maybe an angry fit or crying or, or many different types of emotional ways. 
Well, fear is similar. So it's it's time for us to not think, oh, well, you know what? We're moving past all of this and everything's going to be fine. But it's time for us to say, you know what? We need to be ready for surprise emotions that might pop up and be sensitive to it and caring and compassionate and be an excellent listener. But there are some strategies to dealing with fear that can help us as we move forward. And that's a little bit about what we're going to dive into today. There's definitely so many different facets of fear that we could talk about. And I've tackled this subject before. If you want to go back to episode 31, I titled that, When Fear and Worry Seem So Real. And then again in episode 53, Replacing Anxiety with Confidence. But today I want you to start to imagine why fear has come up in your life. According to Anne Morton, a psychotherapist and author, there are 10 basic fears that hold us back in life. I want to start by listing those fears. And when I do, I want you to consider which one of these have I felt? Which one of these am I dealing with right now? Which one of these do I notice my kids dealing with? Here are the 10 reasons. The first one, change. Number two, loneliness. Three, the fear of failure. Four, rejection. Five, uncertainty. Six, something bad happening. The seventh is getting hurt. The eighth is the fear of being judged. The ninth is inadequacy, and the tenth is the loss of freedom. Now consider those. I'm going to read them once again. Keep in mind that every single one of these isn't actually a fear at all. It's not really like a fear of spiders or a fear of death, but it's more a feeling. It's an emotion. Let me read them again. Change. Loneliness. Failure, rejection, uncertainty, something bad happening, getting hurt, being judged, inadequacy, and the loss of freedom. You might even feel emotions as I read those, that list because it rings true to the fear that's deep within us. In my research for this episode, I ran across an episode of On Purpose, a podcast by Jay Shetty. Jay points out that fear is really rooted in us fearing a change in our emotional state, a change in our emotional experience. That is a deep-rooted thing. Now notice that each and every one of the things that I pointed out, the top 10 reasons that fear exists in our life, all have to do with a change of an emotional experience within us. So sometimes when a child comes to us with a fear, our first thought is that we need to deal with the fear itself. We need to help them get rid of the thing that they're fearing. This is exactly what happened with my colleague's son. You see, he had the fear of death creeping up within him due to the dream. But on a deeper level, What was he fearing? Was it uh, the fear of something bad happen? Definitely. The fear of uncertainty? Most definitely. 
The fear of change, yes. But the fear itself was what began to grip him. And as we might expect, his mom began to help him through the process of death and understanding death on a different level and saying uh, the things that she could do to comfort him. But fear wanted its way in that little boy's life. It had already began to grip him. So he transferred his fear to another type of fear. And then he began to worry about what happens if he forgot his parents and forgot his loved ones. Once death happened, would he forget his mom if his mom died? And that began to make him straight up terrified. That's what led to him holding on to his mom and crying uncontrollably. You see, fear was the thing that was gripping him and allowing his mind to swirl into these negative places. And when his mother dealt with what he said he was scared of, it didn't actually tackle the fear itself. And so it just jumped onto something different. And that's what fear does. You know, it happens so fast within our mind that when our mind wants to be scared, it's going to be scared and it's going to freak out. You know, I had this happen to me recently and it was a real picture of how quickly fear can grip us even when it's completely unrealistic. Uh, I know that my daughter has somewhat struggled with doing things on her own lately. So when I was about to get my nails done, I decided to allow her to go next door and get a Starbucks. And she's like, well, by myself. And I'm like, yes, it'll be good for you. Go over, order your drink. And off she went. Well, there's a, a app, you know, that we can watch where our child was. And I'm watching her on my iPhone. So I know exactly where she's at. But all of a sudden, the unrealistic notion came to me that, you know what, if she's abducted, the first thing that they're going to do is throw out her phone. For all I know, her phone could be in the bushes. And then before you know it, my mind went from there to her being halfway to Mexico in the back of someone's car in a matter of a half a second. Completely unrealistic and ridiculous. But you know what, that's where my mind went quickly. So in order to capture that, I had to really do that on purpose because, yeah, fear can move that quickly. And I think fear moved that quickly in my colleague's son as well because she says, wow, three weeks goes by and my normally happy-go-lucky kid is, is absolutely terrified at the thought of these things. The swirling thoughts of fear happen so quickly and can grip us in such a deep level that we don't even know what in the world happened. So the question is, what can we do? Well, if we look at it from a solution-focused approach, we need to allow the person dealing with fear, in this case, uh, a young child, to be able to wait and say, wait a minute, how do I really want to feel? And that is exactly what we did. Because sometimes we just need to interrupt that fear. We need to interrupt the fear itself. You know what I didn't deal with with this child? I didn't talk about the fear that he was having. But I did talk about what he could do to consider what his body would feel like if it wasn't in fear. So we put a heart on a paper and I just said, you know, imagine 
when you're not feeling fearful. Imagine a time when this fear was completely gone. How do you feel? And we wrote some things down. Then I asked, how does that look? How does your body look? What are you doing? What else are you thinking? What other types of thoughts are you having when you're not having thoughts of fear? And as we wrote these things down, I watched his body begin to relax. What had originally been his palms fisted and, uh, and, and his body just kind of tightened up and his, his eyebrows furrowed and pretty soon his face softened. His shoulders began to relax. His hands relaxed. His body relaxed. And as he began to get in touch with what he really feels most comfortable being, that calm person that's letting go, letting go of fear, his body took notice and began to relax. And then I stopped and said, wow, I noticed something about you right now. Look, your hands are relaxed. Look, your body is relaxed. How do you feel right now? And we put our hand on our heart. How does your heart feel right now? And he realized himself, and there was a little grin in his face. Wow, I don't feel the fear right now. You see, we can interrupt that fear. But what, what we, the mistake we make of saying, I'm going to deal with the actual fear doesn't actually let the fear go away at all because the mind says, that's okay. I have another thing I can fear. No problem. But when we stop and we're in the very moment that we're in, we practice mindfulness in a completely different way that we have before. And we say, wait a minute, what is it that I do want my body to feel like? What, how do I feel when I'm not fearful? Okay. I might be fearful right now, but how do I feel when I'm not we all need to get in touch with that person. If we truly want to conquer our unrealistic fears, we need to learn to be in the moment, take a deep breath, put our hand on our heart, and feel our heart beating and remember where we're at and the reason that we're meant to be there. And then remember what it feels like to not be fearful. Allow our mind to remember that. Embrace it. Now, I sometimes call fear uh, the swirling thoughts of fear that become in our mind because it's what it feels like in our head. It just swirls, 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 swirls. But really, it can be swirling and it can feel like a whirlwind within us. It can feel like that's happening inside of us. Another really great way to conquer the fear is to think of it outside of us. I actually sometimes ask clients to put out their hand and picture themselves looking at that fearful thing. Picture themselves just looking at it, observing it, observing it for what it is, and then letting it go like a butterfly flying away. Sometimes we need those visual reminders of the fact that we are not a fearful being, but fear can sometimes grip us. It was amazing to watch this young man let go of his fear right before my eyes. Now, he has a journey ahead of him because it has gripped him for a little while, but three weeks is a little while. 
Now, I mentioned that there could have been and most likely were some oppressed fears that were being pushed to the background. And that doesn't mean that we need to think, oh, no, all is lost. And we can accidentally begin to think that, um, you know, that fear is going to stay with us forever. But really, there's a new way that we can control ourselves and then that fear goes away. So let me explain that a little bit. You see, if we worry about things and we have a fear and we're working through that in our mind, well, our mind is trying to control that fear. But the tricky thing is the fear never goes away because there's always another thing to fear. But when we stop and we say, I am going to control myself, the fear doesn't have any power over us anymore and no control over us at all. See, what our mind thought that we were doing was to like, oh, I need to think through all of this. I need to think through every single one of these worries and unpack them. But the more we unpack them in our mind, the more fear happens. So when we stop that, we use a solution-focused approach to say, let's get in touch with what my body does feel like. Fear loses its power. But this is definitely something that needs to be done on purpose, doesn't it? Because it's so easy for us to think of the negatives, human nature. So I am going to offer that as a suggestion to you guys to Look at fear as something that does not need to have power over us. That we don't need to sit down and unpack each and every fear and face that particular fear. But more than that, we need to look at the reason for that fear. What we'd like to feel instead and then lean into that. I have to say that uh, this is something that I need to practice. This is something that all of us need to practice. Let's get frank. If we're parents, believe me, we I know that you have a fear if you have a child because we want things to only happen good for them. And it's like, this could happen bad and that could happen bad. <laughs> it attacks our brain. It's time for us to start practicing a healthy means of dealing with this fear and let go of worry because worry is just completely useless. And let's replace it with thoughts of peace. You know, sometimes we can just simply put our hand on our child and say, you are safe, you're loved, you're taken care of, and help them say that in the very moment that they're in. We're not going to try and rationalize out the fear, but rather than that, we're going to help them feel safe in the very moment that they're in, in that mindful moment and let their body relax and let go of the fear and then those swirling thoughts can begin to pass right by see this is a learning opportunity you guys as we come out of one of the most traumatic times that our world has ever faced and we begin to uh, continue to walk through the journey out of that there are going to be surprising fears I can imagine that when a child goes to a very busy place, anxiety might hit. They might have a memory and all of a sudden a dream, these type of things. Let's be prepared, guys. Let's be proactive in our approach to dealing with this. Let's say we're ready. We're expecting that there's going to be unexpected emotions that are going to pop up. And when they do, we're ready 
to give the proper type of support and be there for one another. We're ready to reach out just like this wise colleague of mine did and say, wait a minute, I know somebody who might be able to help my son because sometimes we're very close to it and we're not even able to quite see the light, right? So reach out to those around you that can help out and be ready to do that. Don't wait until the very moment that it happens. Let's take this minute to learn from the things that I've already seen. I'm seeing this trend, you guys. This trend is not something that's going to go away. That's why I took this moment to completely stop and talk about it because I've seen it in many, many parents, families, children that are coming to me. And I believe it's going to continue. So rather than us fearing that, let's choose a solution. And the solution is let's be prepared. You know, fear is a part of life. It always has been. It always will be. Unexpected events is part of life. Yes, death is a part of our life. We're going to experience that in one way or another in our lifetime. So rather than trying to avoid it, let's choose to deal with it in a manner that'll help us be the most solid and positive human beings possible to be able to say, hey, I'm going to plan how I'm going to deal with this. And I'm going to remember that there's reasons why human beings fear. Big reasons like not wanting to be lonely, not wanting to be rejected, uncertainty, not wanting something bad to happen. Normal for us to feel that way. But we can be in control of how we approach this this type of thing. And that is what I'd love you to do. So it's important for us to also practice what we preach. And I think that each of us, as the adult in the situation, needs to draw a big heart just like I did with the, uh, the young man that I worked with earlier this week. Draw a big heart on a piece of paper. And for our solution-focused practice, let's write the way that we want to feel. It's kind of like when I say let's talk about what we value. What do we really value? What are the three top things that are important to you in your life each day? How, does, how do you feel when you're living within that value. Now, if you value productivity, that's one of the things that seemed to pop up in my mind. I need to be productive today. (laughs) And if I value that, how am I gonna approach my day? If I value being loving, how am I gonna approach my day? Write those kind of things in the middle of that heart and then consider how you might move forward with that on the forefront of your mind. Rather than approaching a day with the fears that might happen, I wonder how that will affect your next week. I wonder how that approach will help your child. If you're able to say, you know what? Let's think right now about how you'd like to feel and then help them with that. It's true that uh, the heart rate might, you know, go off the roof like this parent. I'm just thinking about um, how she was saying that uncontrollable crying just happening. It just can make you feel like you're fit to be tied. But remember that you have the ability. You're the most important person in your child's life. Parent or person that is raising a child. 
you have the ability to get right on their level and put your hand on their heart and help them slow that breathing and say you're safe, you're loved, you're here right now. Let's be in this moment. The thing that we want to avoid sometimes is the exact thing that we need to face and unpack. And as we move forward, I want to remind you that the products, the Big Life Journal, um, might be exactly what you need to help your child learn resilience. I'm an affiliate partner with the Big Life Journal. I use it in my coaching. I use the journal in my counseling. And if you would like to get a wonderful product to help your child get through fear and anxiety, then go to my website, click the Big Life Journal, and you'll see all the products. Or just click the helpful link in the show notes below for the Big Life Journal. So you go to thefocusedmindset.com, click on the Big Life Journal. I'm also going to be developing um, a, a webinar after the one I'm doing on the 19th around communication uh, to help you guys understand how to really communicate moving forward. If you'd like to get a jump start on that, I have my product, Conversations That Empower. It's a really cool mini course, and you can also find that on my website. There's also all of the free resources that I just want to provide for you guys because, you know, we're in this journey together. Parenting can be tough. Uh, life can be tough, but it can also be easy when we're in it together and we know our resources and we listen to uh, podcasts and different types of positive things that can help us move forward in the type of way that can give us encouragement and can help us feel courageous in these times. So until next time, you guys, keep in touch and take care.